Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you'd like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at BethesdaChurch.tv slash give and simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. So honored that you are here with us today. I know that we are meeting under some crazy circumstances in our world. I would tell you to greet your neighbor before you're seated, but if you greet them, don't touch them. Just smile real big and tell them they're looking good as you take your seat this morning. Thank you for being here today. I want to welcome you that are here live, but I also want to take a moment um, because we got a ton of people that are watching and worshiping with us right now, live, online. Bethesda, can you give it up for the online family right now? Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. If this is your first time to Bethesda Church, thank you so much for being here. Uh, You could have been anywhere in the world today, but you chose to spend it with us, and we are thankful that you are here. Bethesda, give it up for the guests today, our first time guests. Come on, let them know that you appreciate them. We are doing things a little bit different. Adam, you can bring that on over. Thank you so much. We're doing things a little bit different today um, with everything surrounding what's going on in our world. Um, I know that it's been a crazy week for me and a crazy week for many of you. I got a couple of announcements, and what I'm going to do today is dive right into the Word of God after I give you these announcements. But um, I do have to celebrate what happened last week. Last week, we had our first ever Mission Sunday. Uh, We didn't really know what to expect um, doing it for the first time. We were kind of learning what that process looks like. We've always supported missions. We just uh, have never taken the step to have a Mission Sunday. Uh, But last week we did, and your generosity was so amazing. Uh, We took in nearly $15,000 for Peru last Sunday. Come on, church. Isn't that so cool? Every dime will be going to missions. We're thankful that God has entrusted that to us, and we're going to get to do all the projects that we had planned to do uh, and even add some projects to that and and just be a blessing there. Um, As it relates to Redline, um, we are, this this whole uh, coronavirus issue is not even a week-to-week kind of thing. It's almost like, or a day-to-day, it's a minute-by-minute um, you know, we, we get new stories, and, and, and so we really don't know um, what's going to happen with Redline. I hope to, to make a decision, if not later today, um, at least make it early in the week, like Monday or Tuesday, so that we, we can move forward. Um, our offering today is a little different. I'm not going to receive the offering because I don't want to pass offering buckets and let it change a million different hands. Uh, So we're not going to do that, but we have stationed offering buckets at the back uh, of the auditorium on your way out. Uh, If you brought your offering with you, your tithing offering with you, you can drop it into buckets on your way on your way out. Also, we, we have giving online. You can go to BethesdaChurch.tv. Um, you can download our Bethesda app if you've never done that, and you can give there. Uh, and, and so there's ways for you to continue to be generous. How many of you understand just because there is a crisis going on in the world, we, we can't stop worshiping, stop praying, stop giving, stop changing the world. Come on, somebody. We, we got to keep pushing 
the mission of Jesus forward, even under, even if the circumstances are different. Um, and let me speak to the Bethesda app. If you've never downloaded our church app to your iPhone or Android, whatever device you have, you need to download that. It, it's a great way to stay connected uh, because from week to week, we don't know uh, if we'll be mandated not to meet. And, and so we want you to stay connected to uh, the church. You can do that through the Bethesda app. You can do that uh, through social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram, um, Facebook, all those things uh, so that you can stay connected. Um, and at the end of service today, we're not going to bring the prayer team forward to lay hands on everyone. Uh, we are going to pray for you, but we're going to speak the word of God over the house and over families and over individuals today. Um, and so you may have a prayer request that you want to keep or you want that to remain anonymous. You can do that. We have an email set up for those kind of prayer requests so that we can pray with you. It's simply prayer at BethesdaChurch.tv. You can submit it right there and uh, it'll keep it anonymous or, or private, if you will. Maybe just private is a better word. And our team can pray uh, with you and, and just believe God for you. Anybody glad to be in church today? Amen. I'm going to transition and dive right into the Word of God. Thank you guys so much. Um, again, welcome to Bethesda Church. And um, if you have not been paying attention, maybe you've been hiding out under a rock somewhere, uh, I doubt that's true. I think everybody's up to speed on what's happening in the world um, with this coronavirus. And there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of tension um, unrest in our world. Many, many people are um, in a state of panic. There, there is um, a spirit of fear that has gripped a lot of hearts. Um, and we know that the virus has been spreading. We also know that the stock market uh, dropped and then it shot back up. And so there's just a lot of crazy things happening in our world. And the truth is, is that many are fearful. And so, um, what I want to address is the body of Christ. I mean, how, how should you and I be responding as the body of Christ as it relates to what's going on in the world? How, how should you and I respond to it, um, to the fear, to the panic, to the unrest that's happening? Um, as Christians, should you know, we worry about it or maybe not worry at all? Um, what, what it, should we buy all the hand sanitizer between uh, Weisshofer Springs in California and stockpile toilet paper so that no one can ever buy another roll? I mean, how, how, do, we, how do we navigate this crisis? And that's what I want to speak to because I am not, I am not a medical expert by any stretch. And the other side of that is, is even the medical experts are struggling to get their minds, to wrap their minds around what is happening in our world. Um, and so I don't want to speak to the medical side of what's happening in, in our world, but I do want to speak to our church um, as it relates to fear as, and, and as it relates to faith. Um, and we're starting a brand new series today that was not planned. It, this was actually scheduled for, I think, um, March 29th. Um, and this sermon was not planned specifically, but it fits underneath the title. But I want to start a series called Against the Grain. And my title today is simply Counter Culture Faith. Counter Culture Faith. Um, for me, as I said earlier, it's been a crazy week. Uh, 
Really crazy. I was scheduled to be off this Sunday, um, to be off this weekend. Uh, we had built in the time. Uh, we, we talked a lot about this being our 2020 year, a year of health uh, in our relationships, in our physical body, spiritually, all those different avenues. And, and one of the ways to remain healthy is to build in time off. Uh, and, and so it had been scheduled for months. Part of it was is that our students, uh, Bethesda students, would be going to a conference, they thought, on Friday morning in Tennessee. And my son uh, is 13 years of age, and so he was going to be going. So we were just going to build our time off around Winterfest and spending some time with our family in Tennessee. And uh, Pastor Charles was actually scheduled to be preaching today. Um, and as the week continued, it just got crazier. I mean, it, it started off um, midweek with the NBA. I, I'm a big NBA guy. I know that my life is probably uh, boring to a lot of you, but I, I love a good uh, evening with LeBron James playing basketball with a Hershey bar and a big jar of peanut butter. Like, that's, like, that's heaven. That's heaven on earth. I, don't judge me. I dip my Hershey bar in the honey roasted peanut butter, and I love it. All right? I'm just throwing it out there. I love it. I'm not stopping for you. <laughs> Some of you are like, what's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with me. I got an addiction. Hershey bars and peanut butter. Anyway, they suspended the season, uh, and so there went my TV time, because I don't watch much other than sports. Um, then the NCAA, I mean, midstream, some of the, the conference tournaments, like they're at halftime, and they're like, oh, we're done. Tournament's over. No winners, no losers. Everybody go home. Uh, then they canceled March Madness. I mean, you know the world is in a crisis. Come on, y'all. Smile, please. Play along. I mean, the world is in crisis when March Madness has been canceled. I mean, office pools. I mean, what are people going to do at the office? Actually work. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but there was a lot going on, and, and we were scheduled um, to leave on Friday morning, but um, on Thursday we got news that um, the Winterfest conference, because there would be 20,000 students packed into one location, um, that it was canceled. And uh, at that time, it probably wasn't a wise decision. You ever made a decision and then kicked yourself afterwards? I thought, you know, well, let's just go ahead. We have the time off. Let's just go on down on Thursday night. We get there late Thursday night, but by the time we get up and have breakfast on Friday, we're getting reports that schools are closing for a month. And so we went from having like, okay, we're going to enjoy ourselves for, you know, two, two and a half, three days to all of a sudden I have this huge weight on me. Karen has this huge weight on her uh, trying to nap. What are we going to do? You know, we, we um, are getting recommendations on gatherings, um, and I have been in touch with the health department. That was one of the first phone calls. Uh, I didn't make it. They called us because outside of a lot of the sporting events around the area, how many know Bethesda Church is the largest gathering? Come on, give yourselves a hand. They called me. Um, <laughs> I think that's cool. Um, and uh, gave me the recommendations. And I, I want to say we are here today. We are gathered today. Uh, and I know that the recommendations on the number of people and all that, and had they, you know, mandated, obviously I would, I would not be rebellious and meet anyway, okay? So you need to know my heart. 
uh, and uh, about that. I would never do that, and we have done our best today to provide a safe experience for those that are here. Um, but on Friday, when the, when the news came about the recommendations for gatherings for schools that were closing, um, you know, I was caught in this this middle place, uh, what what I would call a place of tension. And a lot of us, we don't like tension because uh, it stretches us and makes us think and makes us stop and pause. And, uh, but how many of you know tension can be a good thing? And it's kind of like a bow and arrow. Without tension, it's useless. Uh, so sometimes the tension is a good thing, but I had the tension of if we go ahead and have service, there's going to be a lot of happy people, but there's going to be a lot of mad people. You know, you're going to have people that say that you're irresponsible, Pastor, and you're not wise. And maybe they're right. I, you know, I don't know. I do know the other side of the coin, which I respect both sides, and that's what I've conveyed in every conversation I've had, is that there would also, if we had said uh, no service, only, only worship team, production team, and me and a, and a camera, um, that's all we're doing, no live experience, that there would have been a lot of people happy. He's wise. He's responsible. But there had been a lot of faith people like, our pastor don't have faith. Now, you, you think that's no big deal, but I, I, I've been pastoring a long time, and people have strong opinions. And our decision to have a, an experience today, there are people who totally disagree with it, and I respect that. And there are people who agree with the decision. I respect that. And so that tension was there, and I was reaching out to people that are much smarter than me, trying to find out what should we do, you know, what are other pastors doing. I, I'm connected to a lot of pastors that pastor uh, much larger churches than even this one, and I'm trying to find out, and it was 50-50. It was you know, some of them was going to a straight online experience. Some of them were doing what we're doing, providing the safest possible worship experience uh, that they can, and I just couldn't get any peace no matter what. So late Friday night, uh, how many know that if you'll just stop and pray every once in a while, God will help you? Um, and and I, I literally, I, I was sitting in, in this cabin in Tennessee, uh, mad because I feel like we had wasted money to be there. You know, wasted money to be there. Uh, we, we got all the kids ready and out the door and rushed down there late Thursday night. Now we're already trying to figure out about getting back. Um, and I just said, God, I need help. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I see the, the, the importance of, of, it, of being safe and responsible, but I also see the importance of community. And, and you really don't know um, how powerful community is until community is threatened. Like, think about if we couldn't meet for a year at all. Could you imagine? I mean, that, that nobody even wants. And what's the worst thing you can do for people who are fearful? Put them in, in isolation. Like, okay, you're afraid and you're, you're full-blown panic. Now we want you to go do life alone. And, and so um, I asked God to help me, and, and, and he gave me peace to make the decision that we made. And I know not everybody agrees with it, but it's the de decision that we made. And it wasn't a long-term decision. It was only a decision for today, all right? Because the worst thing you can do in a crisis is try to make a long-term decision you got to make a day-by-day -day decision and do it with the best wisdom that you have. Can I get somebody to just praise the Lord right there? And so that's how we got here. Um, and 
we're, cre- we're created for community. God said, God's the one that said it's not good for you to be alone. Um, and I think we have to speak to the heart of what's happening. With sporting events, conferences, schools, all these things, people afraid to leave their home, what, what is our response? I mean, when you have Walmart, Target, and probably even Amazon completely out of toilet paper, what do we do, church? I still haven't connected the dots between the coronavirus and why everybody needs so much toilet paper. Like, I'm confused. Maybe I'll get an education later. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do with all of that? And I want to start by telling you the filter by which you and I make decisions, it's different than the world. I'm already preaching in case you're like, when's he starting? I'm preaching. Our filter's different. If we respond to everything that's going on in the world the same way the world does, then why do we exist? Our filter is different. We, we, we filter our decisions based on the fact that you and I are not to conform to the pattern of the world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Everybody say the word not. Say not. All right, N-O-T, not. We are not of this world. We are not like everyone else. We are not called to live in fear. And we are not supposed to be afraid. We are not called to live our lives as if we have no hope. The emphasis on the word not. So I want to give you three ways that you and I, as believers, are different than the world. Three takeaways. I'm not going to be long. Number one, we live by faith, not by fear. It's worth repeating. We live by faith, not by fear. Jesus, when he was about to be, uh, to lay his life down, he had a conversation with his disciples to encourage them. And as he was encouraging them, um, because they had so many doubts and fears about him leaving, here's what he said in John 14 and 1. He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And verse 27, he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. I'm say that again. I do not give to you as the world gives. And because of that, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Anybody who came into this place or anyone that is watching online who have, you, you've been fearful and you're, you're worried about the economy and you're worried about how you're going to take care of your kids and you got fear and, and possibly even panic. I hope this speaks to you today because regardless of, of, of what we may see in our world, Jesus says, my peace is not of this world. In other words, the peace that God gives is not going to come by watching CNN or Fox. Peace is only going to come by listening to what Jesus says. You would think some people, you know, they think that CNN and Fox, that, that's the Bible, you know. No, it's not. And peace can't come from that. Jesus said, my peace is different. 
My peace comes from my kingdom. My kingdom is within you. So we live by faith, not by fear. That same verse, John 14, 27, from a different translation, this is the new living. Jesus said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Jesus said, I I have a gift for you, and it is peace. When someone buys you a gift or gives you a gift, a couple things should happen. Number one, you ought to get excited. Like when somebody brings me a gift, I get, you, you got, get butterflies. Like I get excited over a gift. But the, the other part, I not only get excited over the gift, I open it. And I want to encourage some people today that maybe the spirit of fear has been trying to creep in to go ahead and get excited over God's gift to you and open it up. It is the gift of peace that you can't get from the world or anything else. It's something Jesus gives to you. See, God is not sitting in heaven right now saying, you know, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see coronavirus. I was so caught up in the upcoming election and the politics that I missed the coronavirus. God is not caught off guard by this. God is not surprised by this. He's he's not thinking, what am I going to do now? That's not where God is. God wants us to know that he is still very much in charge. He is faithful. He is good. He will cause all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Come on, if God be for us, who can be against us? And so God wants us to know that he's in charge. And though we recognize and we are cognizant of what's going on in the world, we're not, we're not like, you know, Uh, putting our head under a rock somewhere and pretending that this is not happening. We understand what's happening, but we also understand we cannot give in to the spirit of fear because we live by faith, not fear. Speaking of that, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but power, love, and self-discipline. He also writes in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, he says, for we live by faith, not by sight. Anybody thankful for God's peace in the midst of all the chaos? Anybody thankful for that? I'm thankful for his peace in the midst of the chaos. We live by faith, not by fear. Secondly, we are are sacrificial, not selfish. We are sacrificial, not selfish. Technically speaking, we come into the world selfish. You don't have to have a class at your house to teach your kids how to be selfish. How many know at age two, they already know, mine, mine, mine. You didn't teach them, but we come into the world, um, the sin nature is we are selfish. But when when we have been redeemed, blood-bought, In a relationship with Jesus, our new nature is not selfish. Our new nature is actually sacrificial. And so the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 2, he says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. 
I want you to notice that the Apostle Paul did not say, I want you to freak out and hoard supplies. He said, I want you to take an interest in others. The early church, the church that we read about in the book of Acts, they were under extreme persecution and hardship. So much so that they had lost their families. Many of them had lost their families. They had lost their homes. And many of them even lost their lives. All because of their faith in Christ. Okay, that was the culture. That, that was the crisis of their day. They were being eliminated for their faith. Um, and when we read about them, even though they were under this persecution and this hardship, they did not freak out and hoard beans and rice and toilet paper. They still put others first. It, it goes completely against the grain. I want to tell you, Bethesda Church, that right now, over the next few weeks, maybe the next couple of month, months, we have an opportunity to be generous. We have an opportunity uh, that, that we no longer operate in selfishness, and we're only, you know, keeping all the toilet paper and the beans and the rice, and we got our family taken care of, and our basement's full of all this stuff. But how many know this could be an opportunity for us to meet some needs for people that don't have what they need in this season? Look, look at what they did under this persecution in Acts chapter 2. Verses 44 and 45, it says, All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. So in the midst of persecution, they chose to be generous, to be sacrificial. The scripture talks more about the New Testament church and, and, and how they handled the adversity. In Acts 2, verses 46 and 47, it says, every day they, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Y'all help me out. Everybody say, every day. All right, you saw that, right? Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So we see that they met privately and they met publicly. They met publicly, privately, and they were doing this in a time when it, wasn't, when it was not popular to attend church because of the persecution. They were choosing to meet anyway. And, and I'm saying that because we are not a once a week uh, faith type people. This is not a once a week faith. How many know this is a daily faith? This, this is not just about praising God on Sunday. It's about worshiping God on Monday and reading our Bible on Tuesday and training up our children the way they should go on Wednesday. It's getting in a small group on a Thursday. Like, this is not a once-a-week faith. This is a daily faith. And, and so we're not going to abandon our faith in the midst of the crisis. We're, we're, we're not a once-a-week type of church. We're followers of Christ, which, which means that I need to be in relationship with him and people on a daily basis. See, as we move forward, we're going to have a lot of questions to answer. And that's why I was under so much stress leading in here that I was still typing sermon notes at 840. Service starts at 9. 
How many know? That's uncomfortable. That's not the place I want to be. I want to be done. We have a Thursday rule around here. Sermon done, notes turned in on Thursday so that you can have an actual weekend. I didn't have a weekend. And I'm not mad about that. I'm just saying the, the, the pressure of what to do. The pressure of the questions that, that we would have to answer. And we're going to have to answer these questions moving forward. Um, our strategy for gathering, obviously we are a gathering church. We gather every single week in small groups. We, we gather first Wednesdays. We gather uh, every Sunday. And, and we, we have a strong bias about gathering because we believe we are called to be um, a spiritual refuge for those that are hurting. That, that has always been the case. How many know? That's always going to be the case. Like, we are here for, for people that need God. And so we will continue to meet together as long as it's reasonable and as long as it's safe. And I'm not telling you what we're doing next week. I don't know yet, okay? But, I, but I'm, I'm trying to lay the foundation here because after this service day, we'll reevaluate the whole thing. God, what do you want us to do moving forward? What do you want us to do? Um, and and there, there's, there's power in that, in leaning on God, because sometimes God has plans that, that we don't understand. He ha, he, he's going to do some things that we don't really understand. And, and, and let me say this. If we are able to meet, you guys are smart people, and so I'm just going to rely on you to be smart. If you don't feel well and we're gathering during this crisis, stay home. Worship with us online. If you got a fever, don't come walking up in here. You can get your healing right there at the house. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit moves through these cameras. We had 18 people get saved online this morning in the 9 o'clock service. And so use wisdom. Don't, don't come walking in here coughing on people. Stay home and cough and praise the Lord. Worship online. Um, if, if our doors are open, I'm asking that you be smart. I'm not saying they're going to be open, but if they are open, be smart. Uh, but if it becomes incredibly obvious that we're going to have to take significant time off and we're not able to gather uh, and we're, we end up not meeting, here's what our guarantee is to you. We will create the best online experience possible that will blow your socks off and bodies will be healed, lives will be changed, marriages will be put back together. We're, we're, we're all in. Um, listen, you can shut our doors, but you can't shut down our faith. Come on, somebody. Do you believe that? You, you can't shut down our faith. And I'm not saying anybody's trying to shut down our faith. I'm just saying... We're, we're going to be the body of Christ no matter what happens in the next few weeks. Um, so we're going to preach the gospel. We're going to declare the word. We're going to pray for people. We're going to do what we're called to do. Um, we live by faith. We don't live by fear. We're, we are sacrificial, not selfish. And number three, we shine the light. We do not hide it. We shine the light. We do not hide it. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse number 14, he says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, 
that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I want to speak to you as the body of Christ, and I want to encourage you in this season to let your light shine. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people because of fear and panic, they're not going to be focused on letting their light shine. They're going to be focused on hoarding everything Walmart has. Oh, my goodness. You can tell I've, I, I've bumped right up into something today. See, this virus is contagious. But I'm praying that believers will be more contagious than the coronavirus and that the love of God would spread faster than a virus, that the hope of Jesus Christ would spread faster than a, than the, than a virus or any type of crisis in our world. What if we got contagious as followers of Christ? Everybody's talking about how contagious this virus is. Well, why don't you be contagious? Not with a virus, but with the love of God. Listen, that whole be be sacrificial, not selfish. Man, there's going to be kids that don't go to school the next four weeks, and maybe their parents are going to have a hard time feeding them. If you see that, Don't call the church and say, well, you feed them. If you have what what it takes to minister to that family and you've got it in your, go ahead and feed them. You ain't got to call and check in. Meet the need. Take care of your neighbor. Make sure they have sufficient food. Don't be selfish in the midst of the crisis and only hoard for yourselves. Start, Start thinking about other people. Let your light shine. See, we are the body of Christ. We do not hide the light. We're called to let it shine. We're not of this world, and we don't even grieve like those who have no hope. We do not think like everyone else thinks. Isn't it crazy how fast you can go from a person of faith, and you're praying, and you're believing, and you're all this stuff, to all of a sudden you submit to everything you're hearing? You submit to all of it. You get up under all of it, and then you think, oh, my God, I got I to gotta, I gotta store up. I got to save. I got to fill my basement up with canned goods, and, and the end is near. It may be the end, but until then, you should let your light shine. <laughs> I'm preaching a whole lot better than the live audience is clapping, but I believe that people at home are probably hucking and bucking about right now. Listen, let your light shine. Be the church. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. If you were to do a little study on the word not in the New Testament, just that, just that word, three-letter word not, I think you would be encouraged when you look at all the times the New Testament uses the word not. And I want to show you these, but I want you to go ahead and stand because I am going to quit. But I... I believe that what I'm about to share with you is going to encourage you. When the angel showed up um, at the birth of Jesus, he said, do not, everybody say not. He said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news and great joy. When Jesus was talking about why he came to the earth, he said, I did not 
Everybody say not. I did not come for the healthy. I came for the sick. I did not come for the righteous. I came for the sinner. The scripture says you and I are not of this world. Jesus said you and I are not to live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus said, does not lead us into temptation, but he delivers us from evil. Jesus said, do not, everybody say not, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but rather treasures in heaven. We are commanded not to worry about tomorrow because today's got enough issues of its own. We walk by faith and not by sight. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. We are like Jesus, so therefore we pray, not my will, but thy will be done. Do we have good news, church? Yes, we do. We are saved by grace and not by works. We are justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation. Can I keep going? Can I keep going? We do not set our minds on earthly things such as social media and the news, but we set our minds on things above. We are to let perseverance finish its work and we will not lack anything. We are not to become weary in well-doing because there's a harvest if we do not give up. Are we in a battle? Absolutely. But we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and authorities and, and, and spiritual wickedness in high places. We do not belong to those that shrink back in a season like this and are destroyed, but we are called to be a part of the household of faith and we are saved and we have something to celebrate today. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. We will not give up meeting together. The Lord is our helper and we will not be afraid. Come on church, if you believe all the knots. Woo! That wore me out. We're not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation. In the midst of the persecution in the early church, Again, in the middle of the hardship, they continued moving forward. Man, I, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit in the words I'm saying to you. They continued moving forward, and they said, we know we can lose our lives. We know that it's not safe. We, we understand all that. But they said this, we cannot stop talking about what we have seen and what we have heard. If you have experienced the goodness of God and the grace of God, if you understand that he rescued you out of the pits of hell, there's no way you can be silent even in the midst of a crisis. There's no way that you can be selfish in the midst of a crisis. Why? Because of what I have seen and what I have heard. Church, I'm challenging us. I don't know if we'll get to meet. We may make a decision just to do it online. I don't know. I don't know. It's irrelevant. What I do know is we gotta be the body of Christ. 
And we're not submitting to fear. We're operating in faith. We're not going to be selfish. We're going to be sacrificial. And we're not going to hide our light. We're going to let it shine. If you're with me, can you give God the best praise you have all day long? Now, I'm really trying to quit. I'm gonna make a bold statement. And you guys that have been here a while, you know how I am. You know my stance on things, especially when it comes to political things. About all you get out of me is pray for our leaders. That's all you're gonna get because I'm not eliminating half of our harvest by just talking about one candidate I like or one candidate you like. But what I wanna do, what, what I wanna say here is I am thankful, and it doesn't matter what you believe about his policies, whether you agree with them or not, I am thankful that our president did issue today as a national day of prayer. I'm thankful for that part. Listen, it doesn't mean I agree with everything he does, but I'm thankful that today he said it's a national day of prayer and he's attending Jensen Franklin's church online. I'm thankful for that. Why? Because we don't have an answer for the coronavirus and what's happening in our world, but I'm thankful that the leader of the free country recognizes we need God to intervene. Come on, not only in this nation, but we need God to intervene across our world. We need God to intervene. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to ask God to move. Before we do that, though, I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes, no one looking around. Next couple of moments. If you're in this room or you're watching online and you need Jesus to come into your heart, you need to be rescued, you need to be saved, to have the sins that, that you've committed lifted off of your life. If you're in-house, and, and you want to make Jesus your Lord, would you just throw your hand up right there where you are? Thank you for this hand over here. God bless you. God bless you. Another one over here. God bless you. Another one here. God bless Another one here. So, so cool. Anyone else? Another one over here. Awesome. I see all those hands. Also want to speak to those that are online. If you, if you need Jesus to save you, eight people online right now. So good. So good. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray together, and then we're going, to have, we're going to pray corporately for our nation. But we want to first of all lead these people into a relationship with Jesus. Every voice lifted. Would you pray with me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm a sinner. I've committed sins. I need a Savior. I can't save myself. So I ask you, Jesus, to save me, to forgive me, to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me and changing me. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you celebrate all those people in-house and those online? Amen. God bless you. God bless you. As I said earlier, we're not going to have the prayer team come up during the last song. We're just going to take a time, time to worship. Um, and if you want to give us a prayer request, prayer at BethesdaChurch.tv. But right now, in, in, in however you pray, if you normally pray out loud, I want you to pray out loud. If you normally pray silent, pray, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, but I want us 
to pray right now for our families, for our region, for our state, and for our nation. It's a national day of prayer. We want God to intervene. Will you guys pray with me? I'm gonna pray as well, but I want you to pray in whatever way you normally do it, just do it. If you wanna walk, if you wanna kneel, whatever that looks like, well, let's take a moment to pray. Father, I just ask you right now in the name of Jesus, I'm so thankful, God, for what you have done. God, in this place today, God, I'm thankful, God, that there are millions of Christians in this nation praying today. God, that are coming into agreement God, in believing for you to move in our nation. God, I pray specifically for families right now, God. God, your word tells us in Psalm 91 that if we'll dwell in your presence, we'll abide under the shadow of the Almighty and no plague will come nigh us. God, we pray a wall of protection around families right now. God, a wall of protection uh, over families right now, over the children in the homes, God. And God, even specifically, we pray over the elderly, God right now, God, that may have symptoms that that make it more likely for them, God, to, to catch this virus. We just pray a wall of protection around them, God. God, I pray for all the families connected to Bethesda Church and this church in general, this ministry. God, that every person connected to it, God, we pray that you would keep us safe, God. Lord, that that our faith, God, would literally quench the darts of the enemy. God, that what the enemy has meant for evil, we're believing, God, that you will turn for our good, God, that you cause all things to work together for those that love you and are called according to your purpose, God. And so, God, we lean into you, God, and God, we pray for this great nation. And God, we we, we don't believe that our nation, God, has no hope. We don't believe, God, that our nation, God, God is is just drifting away. There are people in this nation that love you, that are sold out to you, that trust you, God. And we believe, Father, God, that if we will call upon you, God, God, that you will hear our prayer, you will forgive our sin, and God, you will heal our nation. We speak life and health, wholeness and deliverance over the United States right now, God, and ask that you would protect our country, God. We ask in the name of Jesus that you would bring healing God, to this virus, God, to the coronavirus, God. Lord, a vaccine, God, whether you just eradicate it, whatever it is, God, we are asking that you intervene, God, and God, that you keep us safe. And God, we'll put our trust in you. We got our faith in you. And God, we're not gonna live in fear, but we are gonna live in faith. And God, we we declare it, we decree it, we believe it will be established in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Bethesda Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, BethesdaChurch.tv. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.